Hello, I am Autumn Webb. I'm Jordan Granger, and welcome to Still No Plan. I'm excited because today we're going to talk about phone routines, doom scrolling, like real talk, what our phone looks like in our lives. Because I know it's something that comes up like almost every episode. We're talking about how we want to get the fuck off of it. So, and I I don't think it's talked about enough in the world, like what people's day to day and their phone looks like. So we want to do a whole episode on that. And then we, we also want to do a little mental health update, like check in, because I think it's easy for some people to think that just because we like have a podcast and give people tips on how to manage mental health that like we're in the clear. And if you think that, then like you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And my mental health has been, we're hanging on by a thread lately. So, so yeah, I wanted to do a little update there. So how are you doing mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Yeah, well, I texted Autumn this morning and I was like, I think I was like, I'm so fucking depressed or something like that along those lines. I'm in such a terrible mood today was what I texted her. And I was like, I think tonight I was a little bit nervous that tonight's episode was going to be like too depressing. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know how I'm even going to be cheerful, but I also think that's fine. Like I was ready to come and be like, you guys, like this is who we are. And sometimes your mental health sucks and that's fine. And we talk about it either way because that's the whole point. Like we're not bullshitting our moods here. Mm-hmm. This is a safe space. So that was like how most of my day went. But I listened to a hilarious podcast on my ride home from work. And I will say prior to the podcast, which I am going to shout out. I, so I was super depressed this morning. I even took a freezing cold shower that didn't help, which was disheartening. But then, then I was still depressed for a while, but I had to go into the office today. And I think that really helped reset my mood. Cause it was just like, put on an outfit, new environment, get distracted, like do something else. And it wasn't like, even until like midday that I really started feeling better. But so like, even on the drive, even when I looked cute, like I was not in a good mood, but it did help. So I think that's a good little tip. Like change your scenery if you're in a fucking funk because being a vegetable on your couch with when you're work from home, like sucks and makes it so much worse. So even if you were to like go to a cafe anyway, then went to work, things were good. Things got better. And then I was on the drive home and I listened to the good guys podcast. So funny. It is the first time I've listened to it. I just recapped it all for Autumn, but everyone should listen to the latest episode. It's with Hillary Duff. It like got a lot of PR. So I'm sure people have seen it around, um, but it's just really cute. I like felt like I was having coffee with them and they, it's Josh Peck, boy with no job, who reminds me of Schmidt. So I felt like it was Schmidt and then um, Hillary Duff and it was adorable. So <laughs> that really improved my mood. And now we're here chit-chatting, but yeah, general mental health, on the fence hanging on by a thread it's up and down do we feel like it's been like a steady decline (laughs) or like how did we get here (laughs) you know I think that I get a lot of I get a lot of post event depression like I get one getting thrown off from my routine fucks with my mental health and so traveling fucks with my mental health in that way and then I have this like come down after doing something fun where it's like, mm, back to work, like that's depressing. And so it's like a combo of the two. So I think that's where, and that all that being said, I also just got back from Hawaii not that long ago. So like I was teetering on decline 
trying to get back into my game. And then we went to Whistler and had another fun up weekend. So I think it was just like that sort of funk, but I think in general, like winter fucking sucks and Mm -hmm. it's now February. It's not the cute holidays. The end is not in sight. So I think that's also a big contributing factor. Mm -hmm. I know winter in San Diego this year has also been rough. Yeah. Raining so much. I didn't do my half marathon this weekend because of the rain, but for, for a me mental health update, I feel like ever since moving. So for the last month, my anxiety has just been like upticked and it's not like, I don't know. I feel like moving is a big change and like, I don't know. It's just a lot of moving parts in my life and I'm kind of stressed with work and combined with moving and it, and I'm like excited about these trips that me and you have planned. Like we have Hawaii and then Italy and I'm really excited, but I'm also terrified because I'm scared to fly. And so like that is kind of making me anxious, like getting there, which sucks. Like I just want to be able to, you know, be excited about something and like not be scared all the fucking time Mm -hmm. and I was telling my therapist I was like I just want to be that person who like you know people who are so excited they love planes it's relaxing they take the selfie on the plane like can't wait to take off like I just want to be that person who's like excited and not like fearing for their life all the time Mm -hmm. and she was like that's a great goal but how about we just maybe strive to be that person who's like neutral on the plane Mm -hmm. it's just like not excited or not scared like you're just even keeled I was like even that sounds so far away (laughs) but I finally started taking my Depriloft again which is something Mm. I had been putting off again because I was anxious to take the Depriloft because mm, I've convinced myself that maybe I could become anaphylactic to things that I've already had in my life. And like, who's anaphylactic to supplements? I've never even heard of that, but you know, we're crazy a little bit. (laughs) If you didn't know, my anxiety is bad. Uh, (laughs) So, so that's where we are. Um, It's bad, but you know, we're taking steps. I'm taking the Dapperloft. I'm in therapy. I'm starting my yoga teacher training in April or no, in end of March in like three weeks. So I'm really excited to start that because I think it will help me just get more grounded and um, maybe connected to like spirituality, which I think will be good. So those are my current steps to like alleviate the anxiety. But something also that I've learned in my therapy is that whenever I am anxious, I just like run away from the fear instead of like accepting that it's there and like moving through it I just try to push it away which is not helpful so um learning how to move through it I don't really know how to do that so that's where I am in my in my spiritual emotional well-being (laughs) well I feel like all you can do is take action like all you can ever try and do is like try your best Mm -hmm. um but I think it is really hard with like spirituality and mindfulness to be like, okay, I, I don't want to make sure I'm just like shoving this down. At least this is a problem for me. Like, I don't want to make sure I'm just like locking this away because that is something I'm working hard on therapy to like unlock all these other past things that I've shoved down. And I'm like, I don't want to add to that pile, but I also don't want to ruminate on it. And like, mm-hmm. what is the proper balance of like mindfully recognizing your anxiety or fear or sadness 
and then also moving on from it and not letting it control you. It's like a very nuanced thing. So I feel like intensive yoga training will be helpful because you'll like have guidance in (laughs) mindfulness and like in, and also so much I have found, especially specifically with anxiety, so much of it is psychosomatic. Like it's so much more than your brain that I feel like for you, yoga will be really helpful because you'll learn how to like literally move it through your body and like move energy through Mm -hmm. your your body and I think that is going to be so helpful um so I'm excited for you and I will also say that we have talked about in the past my anxiety is not my core mental health issue (laughs) for me it's depression (laughs) but I have been stressed about work and my fucking anxiety has been flaring up and I told Kai I was like I have everyday scaries now like Mm. I used to not even have Sunday scaries like I would wake up and I'd be excited to go to work and I still like my job and I like the stuff I'm doing, but there are things that have been frustrating me so much that it's like ruining it all Mm -hmm. and it sucks. And now I have everyday scaries. And so that's how my anxiety is manifesting right now is like through work anxiety. And like I told you, I think I was like, I literally got off work and I was like, ah, a breath, like time to relax. And my brain is like, nope, let's be anxious about tomorrow's day of work that we have to have. And I'm like, no, I want to enjoy this time that I'm not working. Mm -hmm. So that is another thing that's been in my mental health game, which actually kind of ties into phone stuff because we can talk about work from home and phones, which isn't even on our agenda, but I think is a good item. Yeah, I know. Something that I also want to mention is that Jordan and I always talk about how in sync we are because literally like if me and Sean get in a fight, Jordan and Kai get in, in the same fight what, in like the month. Like it's very much like our relationship is on the same timeline and emotionally we're like always connected somehow. And so of course she texts me like work has been so stressful lately and my mental health is like not that good. I'm like, me too. Like, and it's just, it's just funny because there's so many little synchronicities that I feel like I need to start writing them down to remember all of them. But literally it's like, oh, oh, you have that? Oh, me too. Literally just two days ago, I had that same scary dream that you had. Like, I don't know. So I think that that, it's just another clue that we are just soulmates. I don't know. But yeah, I think we are twin flames. And that means we're like toxic. (laughs) Oh, I thought that meant you're like, like you were like separated at birth. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just hear like people are like, Oh, he was my twin flame. It's like some like crazy, like passionate and then thing that I've only heard out. with friends. Well, I don't know. We'll have to look into it. We'll have to do some research. But regardless, soul sister, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of weird dreams, quickly, and then we'll get into phone stuff. I had a dream that all of our <laughs> friends were pregnant with twins, every single one of them. And I feel like that's a sign. Not that everyone's pregnant with twins, but like I feel like twins is such a like such a like universe like it's like Gemini twins you know what I mean like twins is such a like universe sign that I'm like that's gotta mean something so I'm gonna need to go to a dream interpreter and figure because literally all of our friends are pregnant with twins I kind of think it means that we're all on the cusp of like major life changes because I think every friend that I've chat like caught up with recently is like either talking about changing jobs or moving cities or moving countries even so I just think that there is a lot of like up in the airness and I think that's also very common like we're all entering like 25 like our frontal lobes are developing so I think we're like all on the precipice of like 
major life change. So maybe that's what that means. I like that. Um, uh, to our friends that listen, text us and let us know if you feel like a major life change, (laughs) (laughs) because I think I'm psychic. Um, yeah. Well, good mental health check-in. We hope everyone's doing okay. And also remember that you don't have to lie and pretend that you're doing well. You can be doing horrible and we're totally fine with that too. Mm -hmm. Um, phones. This is going to be embarrassing. My screen time has been so bad, but. So what does like an average day in your life with your phone look like? I would say, I feel like the thing with me is I am a human of extremes. And so it's either like really good or really bad. Mm-hmm. If I open myself up to like, like if I cancel my opal blocking session and I'm like, whatever, I'll just manage it on my own today. Like I, I will be scrolling for like eight hours a day and I will just be mm-hmm. on TikTok. I'll like carry my phone around and be on TikTok. Like it's so gross and I'm so aware of it and I really hate it. Um, But it's kind of just a weird, it's like, a, it's a cope. I don't know. It's like a, it's obviously it's a time killer, but it's like, I just really cling to my phone. And so that's a bad day. A good day. I wake up, I have everything blocked. I even went as far as blocking messages for the first mm-hmm. hour of the day because I was like, I don't need to text anyone back between 6.30 and 7.30 in the morning. Like, so I try to have, I woke, I wake up and like everything is blocked. The only issue is recently I've been waking up uh, before 6.30. And so I wake up and things aren't blocked and I check my phone. <laughs> so I need to change my time to um earlier. But yeah, usually my stuff is blocked. I also have a workday block. So I have like one hour in the day in the morning that I have things unblocked. And that's mainly so that I can post episode stuff <laughs> because I always forget to post it. Um, And then I have it blocked from I think 9.30 to four for the workday. And I'm usually pretty good about not being on it during the workday, but I don't feel like it counts because I just sit on my computer. So I'm like, dang it, I'm just looking at a different screen. Like my screen time still sucks, but at least I'm not on social media. And then from four to, I think I have it from four to nine, I have it open. And then like nine on it's blocked. Um, So I'm typically, if it's like a good day and I'm not canceling my Opal things, I'm not on social media at least Mm -hmm. in any part of the day except 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. and occasionally 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. if I have to post for the podcast. So Mm. that's like a typical day, but I've been kind of shitty because I was sick last week also, so I canceled it all last week. So my averages are going to be really high. I'm just preface it. <laughs> I was like, I'm sick. I'm miserable. Like I'm scrolling TikTok. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. It's for me, like I have Opal block a lot of things from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day, like email and social media. And I had to block email because I blocked only social media for a while, but then I would just check my email all the time. I'm like, why? <laughs> like why am I doing this like I don't even like the email like it's not even fun or cool like I'm not getting anything here it's all just ads from whatever companies I'm subscribed to um so normally in the day I wake up and then I unblock opal for five minutes and I scroll on this is like the first thing I do in the morning so we're being honest (laughs) 
I it's honesty hour. Yes, for being honest, the first thing I do is I unblock Opal for only five minutes. I scroll Instagram for five minutes. Then I realize I don't care about anything that I'm seeing on there. I normally get out of it before the five minutes is even up because I'm like, this sucks. Why am I doing this? I hate myself. That's the that's the script that's going on in my head. Mm-hmm. And then which um, is also like furthering the toxicity of our phone. Now, not only are we like, oh, I hate myself because I'm not this skinny bitch on Instagram, but I also hate myself because I'm even fucking here in the first place. And yeah, so I hate myself your day like, being like, this fucking thing I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so, a good thing in the morning. So then in the morning, I'm, I don't really, I used to like listen to a podcast in the morning, but I think that was just really because I was like, obsessed with being productive all the time but ever since I moved in with my parents and like everyone's kind of awake getting ready at that hour and the walls are kind of thin I'm just like oh, I'll just have silence which I think is a nice way to like it make it really silent complete silence slows down time or my perception of time personally so then it makes me feel like I have a lot of time to just move slowly in the morning which is what I prefer I don't like feeling rushed I'm already so anxious I don't need to be rushed or anything my therapist was like when do you not feel anxious and I was like "Mm," in the morning and at nighttime and I think it's because I don't I don't have anywhere to go or anywhere to be I'm just like with myself taking things slow like I don't feel like I'm stressed about work getting to work or anything um so in the morning I don't really use it then I get in the car and I'll put on music or podcasts whatever I'm feeling that day drive to work then when I'm at work I it's everything is blocked so I'm mostly good except when my brain kind of gets like overloaded at work then I'm like "Mm, let me check my text messages Mm, let me check my this let me check this like and I'm it's not even my screen time that bothers me so much it's the amount of like mindless pickups that Mm -hmm. I have just to see if something's there and then realize there's nothing like I don't need to be picking up my phone that much so I try to like put it in my purse or something to so it's like out of sight out of mind so they don't look at it um but yeah you're right then I'm also still looking at a screen but at least it's not a screen that I'm like using to compare myself to or like I don't know it's not the screen at work doesn't put me in a negative mindset in the same way you gotta be there too like yeah and I'm getting paid to be there like it's not it's not in your control it's way different so then I get home and my um my opal screen time comes off at like five but when I get home I don't really want to go on my phone so I don't really if we if and when we go through our screen time breakdowns mine's really not social media like it's mostly texting and podcasts I don't feel that bad about it but what I hate is that this like compulsion to check it all Mm -hmm. the time this compulsion to carry it with me all the time and when I do scroll social media like then I get sucked in and then it's like an hour is gone and I don't like that and I also just don't like the way I feel about myself after I scroll social media even for 10 minutes like I don't know it it never makes me feel better Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's I think your time point is like one of the most compelling arguments that I've ever heard to not be on your phone. Like it literally speeds up time and like obviously waste time, but it also speeds it up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good point. Um, to me, 
my phone feels the same way as like changing my relationship with drinking did and quitting nicotine did because it is such an addiction and it's something I hate. And it's kind of, in my opinion, like those three things in that order is like the priority of my brain. Like it was like, fucking do anything you can to get rid of nicotine. This thing is ruining your life. (laughs) And then it was like, okay, you really like drinking. You should probably figure out like, you're really not happy about this, but like, it's fine. You're 23, whatever. But then eventually I did. Now that those two are like sorted, I'm like, okay, I got to fucking look at my phone. Like it is time. I cannot be addicted to this thing. I'll literally just like open my phone and like, look at it. Like what? And I'll like open an app and like be taught. Like it's like so dumb. And so, yeah, I really, I hate the phone. And to your point about like the way it makes you feel, I feel like I used to say like, oh, TikTok is like, if I like curate my feed with my TikTok and with my Instagram, then like it can be beneficial. But even if it's stuff like, you know, mood board, vision board, manifest energy, it still just makes me impatient. And it's like, there's no, the changes that I'm looking for are not going to happen overnight in my life. And there's no reason for me. Like, I know what they are. I know what I want. I know what my dream life looks like, at least in the next five years. So scrolling on Instagram and seeing people living that dream life just makes me hate where I am right now. And it really doesn't change anything else. And it just makes me more restless and impatient, which are like things I'm trying to work on. So yeah, it's really horrible. Like it's not adding anything good. Like, and it's funny because both me and you are like, we only have it for the podcast. But then more often than not, when I'm on, I'm not on those social medias for the podcast when I'm on them most of the time, because here we are barely posting twice a week. <laughs> you know, like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, we're well, not, even- they're not deleted, but yeah, we never yes. use them. Yeah. So like, people who are like oh I I'm so I I only go on to create and I don't scroll I'm like are you a liar like I don't believe you because there is no amount of willpower that could like I don't have willpower with it I don't know how to manage it I don't know anyone who does and so that is why we have opal (laughs) and this whole ad this whole episode is just an opal ad basically (laughs) so maybe one day they'll sponsor us but um yeah I don't have the self-control with it like it's just in the second that we have enough money from this podcast to hire someone for social media I will be off of them like I want it yeah because even like I haven't posted on Instagram um almost in two years now because I don't really have anything to say like I feel so like every time I go to post on it it just feels so braggy like what is the point? I don't feel like I'm like using it to connect with people. And mm-hmm. like, I hadn't posted for a year. And then I was like, should I go on like post that I did a triathlon? And then I was like, why? Like, just so like the people that I love and care about know that I did this. And even if they don't next time I see them, what a fun story that we can talk about. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't really need those like random 2000 people who follow me to see this like it doesn't is it for me or is it for them like am I sharing because I want to share this or because I want them to see it and And I think it really dilutes like you said our actual interactions 
because you're like, oh, hey, like what's new? I've seen everything. You're in Seattle. Like, oh, cool. It just like ruins. I saw this TikTok and this girl was like, oh my God, thank God. I almost, I almost used a main course, uh, conversation topic, like on the drive to the restaurant. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny, but it's so true. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I need something good to bring up at dinner. And I think social media just like ruins that because you're like, oh yeah, I saw like you're engaged, congrats, or like whatever it is. You're like, oh, cool. Like it just dilutes the actual time, like real time that you connect with people. And obviously it like, I don't know. I think the way we connect as humans is so weird. And for you as like someone with severe anxiety about the world ending and other things, really like, I think we've talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but we are not supposed to be aware of everything that's happening in every corner of the world. And I think it really furthers things like climate change, change anxiety and like health anxiety and poverty anxiety. And obviously there's good levels of awareness. I'm not saying don't be aware, but I am saying like, I don't know. I, I think when I've, when I get overwhelmed, I think, what can I do in my community? And I feel like that's a lot easier thing to tackle than like, how can I save the entire world? (laughs) Yeah. Also you say like, I'm not saying not be aware, but like mm, I am. And (laughs) (laughs) personally, my anxiety is so bad that it is like paralyzing to be aware. And like everything that's going on in Ukraine with Russia, like I see an article about that and I have like paralyzing anxiety for like a week and I'm not doing anything about it. Like, what am I going to do about it? Like the only things I could do are really like donate to different organizations. And like, I don't need social media to do that. And if things are big enough, people around me will talk about it and then I'll be informed. Like I, and maybe that makes me a bad citizen. I don't know. Sorry. My anxiety is so bad. I have to draw the line somewhere. And yeah. if you're someone who also has severe anxiety, then like the news is not your friend and just deep, deep plug from it. And that's such a privileged thing for me to say that I can deep plug from it, but like, I have to draw the line for myself somewhere. <laughs> so I really like you using deep plug instead of unplug. <laughs> I think that was cute but yeah no is what I meant to say and then I I said unplug (laughs) but yeah I think it's like I just you don't need to know everything that's happening in every corner of the world and it makes it your problem and it makes it really hard it's like and then like you said it's like you're not gonna do anything because there's too many fucking things to do like pick what you care about and do something about it. But like, you don't need to be constantly hyper aware of every single thing that's happening to every human in the world. Cause our world is fucked up. And like, it's really depressing and anxiety inducing. And sometimes you got to just focus on yourself. So that's another reason that I really don't like social media. Um, And I mean, especially the news because this news obviously thrives on bad news, but real talk, what's your screen time? Um, my daily average this week is three hours and nine minutes. Oh my God. That's so much better than mine. And, but the disgusting part is, um, my most used app is messages. And this week out of my, what, eight hours, nine hours of screen time, three hours of that is messages. Like, why am I texting for three hours? What's going on? I don't need to be in contact with that many people for that long. Um, 
YouTube is one hour because I'm thinking about school stuff. So that was really research. TikTok is one hour this week. The internet is one hour this week. Instagram is 40 minutes this week. And Audible is 20, Aura is 20. And then it kind of is like random little minutes from there. So yeah, this week I've only been on my phone for nine and a half hours, but that's down 18% from last week. Okay. Well, mine wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it's worse than yours. Mine is three hours and 58 minutes. Mm -hmm. Total screen time is 11 hours and 54 minutes. Um, but, and that's down 25% from last week. (laughs) So it was five hours last week. Um, my most used app embarrassing is TikTok three hours on TikTok um messages an hour 45 instagram an hour 30 teams and outlook combined three hours which makes me feel better (laughs) i work from my well actually today i had to work from my phone a lot but i'm a big teams and outlook on my phone person because then i can like fuck around and go to target during the day and like be working and so i always am like oh maybe i'll delete it and then i'll have better work boundaries but at the same time i want to be able to just like do whatever i want all day and be reachable in case there's I mean like what fucking crisis is gonna happen but at least pretend like I'm online um and then 30 minutes on Candy Crush <laughs> I've gotten re into Candy Crush because I blocked my social media and so now I have Candy Crush see, we want really see what I mean like you blocked social media so you downloaded a different, a different app so that you could still go on it it was already on my phone in the my thing phone. that's the most jarring about my phone usage is the pickups like today I'm at 90 already. Yesterday, 200. Okay. What well, am I doing picking this fucking thing up 200 times? Yeah, my daily average is 162. So, <laughs> like, that's scary. What are we doing? And why am I getting notifications? 305. Ew. 312 notifications every day. What? Who is talking to me that much? Shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. So- Hopefully so we're not doing someone. well is what no. we're saying. Yeah. So hopefully that makes someone maybe feel but better. Before I downloaded Opal, my screen time was like eight hours. Like it was gross. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, you're literally on your phone from the minute you wake up until the minute you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So, well, our our numbers are still slightly horrifying. They are literally slashed in half from downloading Opal. Again, Opal, sponsor us, please. But like, oh my God, it's it's the best thing you can do. If you have self-control, you can obviously use the time limits. Autumn and I don't have self-control. Danny has self-control and she said that it has been working for her and cut down her screen time a lot. Mm. It never works for me. Opal almost doesn't work for me. I almost have to- still unblock it, yeah. Yeah, and some of the, my nighttime one, I have it so you can't edit it while you're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think same with my first hour of the day one, but yeah. I think I was listening to a podcast and it was like a, maybe a neuroscientist or some sort of brain specialist person, psychiatrist, therapist, I don't know, but they were saying, what he used to say a long time ago, like, if you want to, or not a long time ago, one of his sayings is like, if you want to create a billion dollar business, invent something that can help humans procrastinate. Mm. whatever that's going to be and like social media is the best at making you procrastinate like procrastinating from facing 
real conversations with people that might be challenging procrastinating from brushing your teeth, from making dinner, from going to the gym, like whatever it is, it's such a good tool to put off what you know you should be doing. But like that takes more effort and gives less dopamine. Some like something that Andrew Huberman talks about too, is like always be wary about things where like the output, the reward Mm -hmm. like is so much greater than the input. Like the amount of dopamine you get from scrolling your phone is disgusting compared to how much effort it takes for you to get there. (laughs) So we should limit things that, that do that. Well, and dopamine like sucks away your motivation. Um, (laughs) and so I think we've talked about this before for sure on the podcast, how we would just like be like, Oh, I need to do laundry. But then we just like sit and rip our jewel and then like not get up from the couch because it's literally the thing that you need to get you up from the couch to go do your laundry is being used by ripping the jewel. Mm-hmm. And it's the same fucking thing as scrolling on TikTok. Like every time you scroll to a new video, your brain gets a spike of dopamine, which is disgusting. So if you're trying to like, oh, I'm going to do the thing after this one more video, you're never going to because the actual chemical in your brain that's going to make you get up and do the thing is getting wasted away on TikTok. And so, yeah, I think from like a, I mean, obviously your phone is horrible, but it's like, it's kind of horrifying how terrible it is. But do you have any good, um, beyond Opal, good advice for managing your screen time or things that have maybe helped, you know, slash those numbers in half? Yes. So one, I also want to say one thing before I say that. This, basically this episode is an Opal and Andrew Huberman ad. It's also a Dr. Huberman ad. So I was listening to, one of his episodes yesterday and he was talking about dopamine specifically and how it's like a reservoir like Mm -hmm. you only have a certain amount each day you don't have like unlimited dopamine and so and once you deplete that dopamine source it takes even longer to rebuild up those dopamine stores and so if you're someone who like abuses Adderall or Ritalin or and I say abuse but like even if you just like take those daily that is like so depleting of your dopamine to your brain that then you're gonna have to start turning to more and more things to get that same amount of dopamine or that same amount of motivation and once you stop using those things to supplement your dopamine you're going to need to like do a much longer dopamine detox to like rebuild everything that you depleted. So it's something to be, that's something to be mindful of. It's like, you only have a certain amount of fucks to give in a day. We know that, but you also (laughs) have a literal, like a finite amount of motivation to get things done. Are you going to spend that ripping the jewel? Are you going to spend that scrolling on social media? Like, you know, like you can pick and choose how you want to spend your time, but be be aware. Um, Tips for staying off your phone. Um, Something that is really helpful, like you will not want to go on your phone if you do this, is putting your phone in grayscale. Oh, I remember when you did that. It is so deterring, but I am so addicted to my phone that I even turn off the grayscale so that I don't avoid it. Like it makes your phone so repelling. It's It's not, it's just so fucking boring. Like yes, because you can't even like see this picture oh what a cute little picture of buddy on the beach you can't even really see what's going on in the picture because it's so and it, it doesn't make you want to check your email read respond to text it makes you want to do nothing on there so and there's also like a way I don't know how to do this I'm not like the I'm not like the best with technology but um apparently if you set these like 
color scales on your phone, you can just like triple click one of your buttons, your side button or whatever to like turn that on or off. So it's easier to mm. navigate instead of having to like go in your settings and put on the grayscale. And that's, I don't know how to do that. So I can't relay it to you guys, but I want to figure it out because the one reason why I stopped putting in grayscale is it takes me like five to 10 minutes every time to like remember how to right. put it on. Um, yeah. It's somewhere in your settings, you can figure it out, but I want to figure out the little like widget that you can use to make it easy to just turn on and off. So that is even ahead of Opal, like my number one tip for, yeah. for not wanting to be on your phone. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, my tip is like kind of specific to the ADHD brain, but I think it applies to everyone. Like I have a lack of object permanence. <laughs> so if something is out of sight, it doesn't fucking exist. So I have been, Kai actually got one of those like stand chargers like where you like mm -hmm. magnet your phone and it sits on a stand and I was like why is that I don't know I never like thought it was I was like what is the point <laughs> but I really love it and I especially love it because like if I'm working again I'll just stupidly like I'll be in a fucking meeting and I'll just check my phone for no reason but if it's out of sight like I'm not gonna do the stupid pickups and like I still will go and find it and scroll if I have like downtime but if I'm doing something, I'm not going to get distracted by my phone. And so sticking my phone in another room, like truly keeps my screen time down so much. Mm -hmm. um, and similarly, like just leave your phone behind. Like if you're going for a walk, leave your phone behind. I think we feel like we need our phones constantly. And there are obviously some things that we need our phones for. And there's like safety precautions and whatever. But like if you're going to a local grocery store that you've been to a billion times, like leave your phone at home just like go be mindful mm -hmm. um, because unless it's like truly not with me, I, I will be on it. And so I think that's, that's again, I had a like pre-opal times. That's the biggest thing that cuts my phone time. Um, yeah. I'm just like being busy. I think like I was just on a trip and I, my phone time was really low because I was like busy every day. Mm -hmm. I know. I like the tip about like not taking your phone to the grocery store or like on a walk because if you, one, if you live in a safe area, obviously that's mm -hmm. like the number one precursor, but if you live in a safe neighborhood and it's daytime, you don't, you don't need your phone as a safety tool. Like that is a crutch that I keep using to like always bring my phone everywhere. It's like, oh, for safety, for safety. First of all, I've knock on wood, never really had to use my phone for safety purposes. Yeah. Second, <laughs> of all, like, second of all, if it's the daytime and you're at, you're in public, there's so much, there's so many people around you that like, you can scream for help. Like you can get help if that's, if that's really, you're in that dire of a situation, but like odds are you're not going to need it. And also the people around you are the people that like, even if you have your phone, you're going to want the people around you to respond. Help you anyway. like, you do? like call your friend who's going to take like 15 minutes to get to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think those are both really good tips. So and I'm trying to think if I have any more, but no, those are really no, because like, we are so bad at it, <laughs> but also like what more tips can you, like, I feel like grayscale, obviously you're not going to want to look at it. Opal blocks things. You literally can't go on it. Three, not having it in your room and in, in the same room as you, you can't go on it. And when I'm in person, like if you're at dinner or stuff like that, like an easy tip, obviously is just like, put the phone face down 
We don't need to like be distracted by the notifications coming up or putting your phone on do not disturb. So like no notifications come through. And um, because if you're like like, is only inspired to check by notifications, but I am just inspired to check whenever I want to, regardless of notifications. So it doesn't really matter to me, but um, those are two easy, easy tips too. Yeah. And if you're out and about and you're like me, I I mean, do not disturb kind of does this, but also like turning it on silent and turning your vibrate off silent. So you like aren't getting vibrate notifications. Cause again, it's like, who's texting you? Who do you need to respond to right now? Um, and yeah, I think I mentioned this earlier, like work-life balance in your phone is really hard because if you are like me and you have outlook on your phone, like I feel inclined to check it constantly, which is really tricky. So I don't have a solution for anyone for that. But I think it's something to know, like, I don't know, think about, I was thinking like, especially like new hires, like think about big early on, like, how do you want to set the standard for yourself? Like I have set a brand for myself that I am very quick at responding and I get that positive feedback constantly. And I'm like, fuck, that sucks because this is something that people value about working with me. And now the expectation is that like, I'm responding within the hour and so it makes it really tricky because I like I can't go backwards without it looking like bad um but like I don't know I'm not saying like lower expectations but like you don't you don't need to be 100% available constantly for work so well like yes one you don't need to respond to people that quickly an hour is like I do that too sometimes like why you're so quick to respond and I'm like I feel like that's almost an insult because you can take a day. People take weeks to respond sometimes. And like, that's fine. And like, yes, it can be a positive trait, like you're saying, but it doesn't need to be the standard to like be a good employee or to get promoted. And then also with like understanding your boundaries with how you want to be with your work phone life balance, basically, like, I think you understand the pros and cons of both scenarios. You could delete outlook from your phone like you said but then you would have to maybe you wouldn't be able to go to target on your lunch break or like do those things in the middle of the day that you like to do and so Mm -hmm. like you understand there's pros and cons to both and you chose that you like to have that freedom in the day and so like but you can always change your mind if you want to go back the other way you know and so just being aware of like the true pros and cons to both options and like what makes sense for you and for Mm -hmm. your life yes totally um yeah well don't forget to enter our giveaway which is still going on we are announcing the winners in march which is super super soon please rate and review us like it means so much and is truly the most important thing you can do for our podcast like it helps us so so much um, and then follow us at Still No Plan Pod on everything, even though we frequently talk about how horrible we are at posting. <laughs> it's good to get updates from us. <laughs> um, if you want to get off your phone, follow us on Instagram and TikTok yeah, because never you'll never have anything to look at. <laughs> yeah. But also like subscribe to us on the podcast. That's honestly the best thing you can do is subscribe to us because then you'll remember when we get new episodes, no matter what. But uh yeah thank you for listening woohoo